Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our sixth collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Gobsmacked by Camille M. Abbott Four of them hung on the dining room wall in my childhood home. They were lithographs, but I did not know that's what they were called until many years later. I didn't know where they came from or how they got on the wall. These were little prints of fairy-tale-like thatched roof cottages, narrow winding cobblestone lanes, smoke wisps from whimsical chimney pots, and people dressed in, to my five-year-old eyes, old-fashioned clothes, top hats, be-ribboned bonnets, long dresses, petticoats. I was completely charmed. They were the kinds of prints you may have seen on the lids of imported English shortbread cookies or tucked in racks at little souvenir shops in villages with names like Stowe on the Wald or Frisbee on the Reek or Robin Hood's Bay. I wanted to live in those prints and cookie tins. In the summer of 1969, I was a free spirit at 21. Most of my peers went to Woodstock that summer but I opted for a solo jaunt to the United Kingdom instead. It was the summer of love. On the evening of July 4th, I met a darling young man in a Yorkshire pub. This pub, by the way, had a thatched roof and was on a cobblestone lane. The friends I was with introduced me to their colleague from the local art college. He had longish hair, so cute. No rim glasses, national health issue, a yellow shirt, tan baggy corduroy pants with corduroy shoes, and a warm and kind demeanor, and his eyes, well, they crinkled in the corner in a most delightful way. I was almost smitten, but before I could be totally smitten, I asked one of his colleagues, is he married? He likes girls, right? No, and yes, respectively. Okay. Let the fireworks begin. The sparks were flying, and I knew it wasn't July 4th fireworks. Suffice to say, it was an enchanted summer all round, with his family and friends, and enough thatched roof cottages and winding cobblestone lanes to last me a good long time. I departed England on September 1st with a heavy heart, and not a few tears and a great many deep and meaningful sighs. We courted for nearly a year, entirely by letter. Then, on a hot July evening, my young man finally came to the United States. We were married five months later, on a rainy Saturday in December 1970. Shortly after, a large box was delivered to the door of our first apartment. His mom had sent the box with some of my new husband's most prized belongings. Some handsome hand-knit sweaters, all English moms knit, Beatle albums, the best early ones, family and ancestor pictures with mostly no one smiling until the 1940s, 
a stamp album with stamps from the British Empire showing a young Queen Elizabeth smiling from a stamp of a country which no longer exists, a fine Gibson Sunburst guitar, the kind John Lennon had, and it had to be tuned that very instant and strummed for a good 20 minutes. A skillfully knitted, English mums can knit anything, tea cozy, one large box of Typhoo tea, two packages of McVite's milk chocolate digestive biscuits to die for, and four divinely scented bars of imperial leather soap. At the bottom, we came upon a rather lonely-looking sealed brown paper envelope. As I was tearing open the McVites, my husband was carefully opening the lonely envelope. Inside were several little prints of thatched roof cottages and narrow winding cobblestone lanes, whimsical chimney pots, and people dressed in old-fashioned clothes. I asked my husband, what are these? I know I've seen these before. Then came a discovery of remarkable coincidence. It seems my husband's beloved grandfather was a professional lithographer. He had an exclusive contract with an artist, Marjorie Bates, to print her charming watercolor village scenes to be sold as souvenirs in various English holiday destinations of the 1930s and 40s. The next morning I was knocking on my mother's door and making a beeline for the dining room to look closely at those prints. Nearly obscured then by layers of age, the artist's name, Marjorie Bates, still appeared. To think that nearly all my life these four little prints hanging on the walls of my childhood home and my married home, looking down on me, charming me, enchanting me, had been printed by the very hand of the beloved grandfather of the man I have been married to now for 50 years. I was, as the British say, gobsmacked then, and I still am now. Copyright 2022, Camille M. Abbott. Originally from California, Camille M. Abbott has called Louisville, North Carolina home since 1988. For decades, she has created children's stories sharing the exploits of Herr Cotter, the cat of nine lives, along with scripts for the felt and soul puppeteers at Old Salem's Children's Museum in Winston-Salem. Currently, she is writing a script for The Little Red Man production at Bethabara Historical Park, premiering in October 2022. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.